boom, just like that, the show starts. That's it, Matt. We're rolling. Wow. You like that? I'm impressed. I like that you, you're the first guest, I think, in this is year seven of the show that actually picked up on, I don't like talking to you until we start. Yeah. I think it's a good plan because I, I've been on a few podcasts, like surprisingly lately, and, yeah. and it's kind of fun. It's all just happened so quickly. And I noticed like, we'll, we'll sit and do the getting to know each other and have all this great stuff. Right. And then they just, at the, and then they start asking me like these dumb questions. Right. You do the best podcast before the before podcast, the podcast. So let's yeah. do the best one now. I like it. Yeah. So I know nothing about you other than I do see your Instagram and stuff. And we have a mutual friend, Chris Morahan, who used to do his podcast here. And then he got too busy to do a podcast, which is just dumb. Chris Morahan, get your ass back in here. But, um, yeah. So, uh, where are you from? Tell me, give me the quick background on where you, do you live here in Vegas, I obviously? Yep. Yeah. So um, lived here 10 or 12 years, kind of semi-retired here, uh, born in the San Francisco, or born in Chicago, and then moved to San Francisco my whole life, uh, East Bay. Wait, does this make you a Giants fan? Uh, you know what's funny? We don't like baseball. I'm just not a sports guy. Okay. I, I always, right. I know that's weird. Being no, it's okay. Fan. I'd rather you not be a sports guy than be a Giants fan. <laughs> okay. So close to me. I think my, like my mom, you know, uh, bless her, she she was the biggest A's fan in the world. So I'm excited about the A's coming yeah. here. And I think I could be an A's fan yeah. in her memory. Okay. But I just have always said, and maybe I was being obnoxious possible, that I said, like, if I'm not on the team or I don't own the team, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I've got other stuff to do than spend my whole life watching other people do stuff. Yeah. And it could just be that I'm just, you know, dumb and I don't understand how cool sports <laughs> is, but I just never really been that into it. I just don't care unless I have right. money on the game, then, right. which I always tend to lose my sports bets. But anyway, I grew up in the Bay Area, yeah. did go to the A's game, I think in like the late 70s. I remember going to the World Series. When, oh, wow. Like, okay. you know, Joe Rudy. Like, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To yeah. date like myself. 74 or yeah, something like, maybe? Or, I was yeah. probably like 11 years old or something. Wow. But it was, I remember that was awesome. And then went to college at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, migrated south, spent most of my life in Orange County, oh. in, in like the Irvine area. Yep, and then it's uh, nice there. You know, I've just been a, um, a salesperson slash connector my whole life. Never, yep. never really had a job. I had a job a couple times. I was a banker for a minute. Hated wearing a suit and tie. Just wasn't a <laughs> nine to five guy. Kind of became an entrepreneur since I was twenty six. I pride myself I never had a job. And uh, one, just like me, yeah. One moment, I, I was like, I had a week, a moment of weakness. One of our companies, you know, failed, and I was like, you know, I've gone from hero to zero like ten times in my life, and mm -hmm. and and I was just having a moment of weakness. So I had a friend who was big time with Dean Witter, and so I decided oh. I'm going to go legit. And I'm going to become like a financial, you know, advisor. Yeah. So I got a job at Dean Witter Santa Monica. He had to really pull strings to get me the job, and. I went there, I got to be there like six o'clock in the morning. I'm not a morning guy. And uh, like, this is morning to me and it's what, 11, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And you had to be 6 a.m. for the East Coast, right? Oh, You're operating on East Coast time. Awful. And, yeah. and so literally, so at 6 a.m. I go in there, they give me like the employee manual. I'm sitting in a cubicle and just this big fancy office. Yeah. I just started having difficulty breathing. I felt like the walls were coming in. And by like 9.30 a.m., I had quit. I love you. And, <laughs> right on, thank you. I love it. And, and so, yeah, the, so then that was my only job. And then and then i just been entrepreneurial ever since. You know, did some real estate stuff, had some Airbnbs, kind of got a little bit early on the Airbnb thing. And um, I think I have like 14 now. And, oh, wow. And, and, um, Where are they located? Um, most of them are in Costa Rica. Really? Yeah, I've a, uh, one of my sons runs a, a business we have called Costa Rica Elite. It's we do bachelor parties and family reunions and yeah. all, and just fun. Like you know, we have we all our places are big. Like our smallest is a five bedroom penthouse, and we have up to like fourteen bedrooms, and which can be converted. Wait, did you say your smallest is a five bedroom yeah. penthouse? The yeah. smallest, smallest, and then we have a fourteen bedroom penthouse, which is out of control. Like um, it's just 
it down there, you know, the money goes so far. Like, it's the absolute best place in the world. Hold, hold on. Go hold ahead. on. I can get my head wrapped around this. A 14-bedroom penthouse. Yes. Explain. It's just it's just like the whole top floor. Right. Um, it used to be two four-bedroom places. Overlooking the ocean, obviously. Yeah, it's like panoramic ocean, mountain, pool views. It's just sick. And Can I ask? Yes. What does a 14-bedroom penthouse run you? Well, you know, it's funny you should ask. I also <laughs> like own a real estate company and, and property management company down there. Again, but I'm just passive at this point. Yeah. And, um, but I do bring guys down there. Let's say that, you know, you and I have the best Which, podcast in history. Yes, keep and, going. And, I like where and, you're headed. Uh, you know, and one of your famous friends wants to take their jet down to Costa Rica, and then we go and we land, and we go have the greatest time in the world. Like, my goal with every person who comes to visit my Costa Rica town that I kind of, I own a lot of stuff there, is they say this is the best vacation I've ever had in my life. And then, so that's my goal, and it's not that difficult to accomplish. But if, And also, you'll probably say, I want one of these, because like right now, there's one very similar it's for sale. They want five hundred fifty thousand for the for the one half of it. I own the other half already. So 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 I own a seven bedroom here. I'll buy this four bedroom, convert it to a seven bedroom, open up the doors, and then it's a fourteen bedrooms with the entire floor. So there's this one building that I own. I think four of the ten penthouses, and I'll buy them all if they you know as they become available. It's just a great one of those great little niche places. Right, and it's only so if you were to say for half a million. I'm into the whole floor, like the whole 14-bedroom place, all remodeled and everything, about a million one. And it cash flows insane. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's sweet. What is it, what's like during peak season? What, how much is it a night? Um, I think you know? about 1500 or something like that. Which is still insane. It's 100 bucks a guy. Right. I mean, you it's can... It's 100 bucks a guy. I mean, rough numbers. Like for right. 100 bucks a night, you have... And I mean, you know, it's pool table, ping pong table, just everything you need. You know, all the we thought it all through, so it's like. How big are the bedrooms? Is uh, there like a master? Are they all? They're they're all like there's there's like I think five, four or five bathrooms per seven bedroom place. You know, it's not yep. it's not like super duper ridiculously like rich guy central is gonna be there, but it's like functional. They're party. It's a party pad. Yeah. And so like the master was massive, and we turned it into three reasonably sized bedrooms. And because you don't need like a huge closet if you're on vacation where all you're wearing is shorts and a t-shirt. Got it. So we got rid of the big closets. We just took down all the walls and we just made it functionally like a bunch of bedrooms where it's comfortable. Everyone has privacy and you just bring in the DJs, bring in the private chef and just go bananas. And how many floors is this high rise? Uh, it's 10. And so we have the 10th floor. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and then we also have like a, like a beach house that's a little bit higher end, you know, that um, I think it's like 12 bedrooms and then we have another eight bedroom beach house. So if you have, if you have a group and you want to go to Costa Rica, yeah, and like everyone always says, oh, you got to go to the Guanacaste side over to Tamarindo. Like and they, they think that they're all like, you know, like yoga-ish or spiritual or whatever. It's like Costa Rica is beautiful everywhere, right. but Haco is where all my stuff is. And Haco is kind of a party town. Like it's, it has like a casino, actually two, oh. two casinos. It has- You're speaking just, my language now. Yeah. It has, yeah. It has nightlife. It has poker. It I'm has great even better. I was just going to ask about poker. Yeah. There, there's great poker games down there. And so there's, there's stuff to do. Like I can't just sit on the beach and contemplate my navel and like, you know, look at monkeys. I can do that for like 15 <laughs> minutes. And then the re well, we can do the rest of the time. Let's party. Let's have right. fun. Right. So our places are just designed around like fishing, partying, ATVing, river rafting, you know, partying, yep. et cetera. And it's just, it's just nuts. It, and it's so fun. And everyone that comes down there loves it. And then they come back and they come back and they come back. So it's been a good business. We just bought a small hotel and we were... When you say we, how many partners do you have? Um, 
I have, I have lots. Like, it's mainly me. And then let's say that I find a place. Because, I mean, I don't care who you are. Eventually, no one has, like, well, I guess some people do. I've watched some people on your podcast. But I don't have, like, unlimited cash. Right. So let's say I see a place and it's 550 grand and I want to pick it up. But I only have, right now, 200 grand of cash. Right. I'll call a couple of my friends and say, hey, you know, you want to buy 350,000 of this 550? And then we just yep. create a... Every property in Costa Rica you have to own with a Costa Rican corporation anyway. So we just divide up the shares and then just rev share. It. As the money comes in, we, ta we take a 20% management fee. No one ever hears about a sink overflowing. You don't hear nothing. You just get a check yeah. every month as an investor. So I'd say I probably have about 15 of my friends that have invested in, in deals down there. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And as most of your investments, real estate stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little, like a small little ranch Airbnb experience place in Arkansas on this really cool lake called Greer's Ferry Lake. And then I have a place in northern Minnesota, in Ely, Minnesota, where mm. in, the, in the winter people come up and go ice fishing and snowmobiling. And in the summer, it's just insanely good fishing. Um, I used to have places in Vegas and I, I don't have any anymore. I sold my company in Vegas. And how come? Uh, you know, I mean, that's, it was just one of those things where it, it was it was over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then my other partner was getting divorced and he said, oh, you know, I have to sell this and you have to take this deal. And I'm like, ah, doesn't sound like I have a great deal of choice in the matter. Okay. And I sold and, you know, whatever. It was fine. It did really, really well in Vegas. It ran up good when I was in it. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had some crazy stuff. We, we had, um, bought the, the penthouse at the Palms, you know, oh, the, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, and so my partner still runs that. And, but you still have that. Uh, I don't. He does Oh, now. he does. Okay. I, miss, I miss it. Got it. That was, like, that was like my dream, you know, to buy that, that penthouse. Really? Yeah. But then it was a nightmare because COVID hit and they told us we could only have so many people. Because we, when we bought it, we were thinking, man, we can throw parties here yeah. and weddings and it'd be just insane. It's so cool. And it was like the crown jewel purchase. And I worked on it forever. And we finally got the money together and the guys together and got it. And then right afterwards, COVID hit. And then that was kind of what screwed up my business here. Yeah. And the Palms was just shut down for so long because it was in, in transition from, from the sale to, uh, what, San Manuel Casino, yeah. whoever bought, right? It was like, so that was closed. That I would have been mad if I owned a place in Palms Place. <laughs> yes, you would have. Right? I, I certainly don't want to talk about that, but Palms Place you know, has been an interesting project all yeah. ever since the beginning. And, you know, cause it, it started during the 2006 or that, that nightmare. So all these people pre, right. pre bought like studios <laughs> for 550 grand that were all of a sudden worth like 150. Right. And then that was a nightmare. And then it kind of came back and then, um, then stations bought it and they didn't really care about the Palms place. And it was always like this, this, you know, redheaded stepchild right. of the palms. Right. It was connected and it could have been so cool, but like the steam was never hot and the, you know, I it, totally agree. And the restaurant would always fail and it, and it just, just never got any attention. Like, I think it's a cool building and I loved it. Right. But it was, a, it was just kind of a disaster. Yeah. Sorry to bring that up. It's right. okay. Cool topic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's better than people ask me, like, what was your biggest win? Right. You know, like was, well, we're going to get to that too. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, and mostly real estate with investments and stuff. No, no other fun stuff. Like, do you try to what do you try to stay away from? Uh, you must get pitched a lot too, uh, right? Yeah, I do. It's it's. Do actually, you like being pitched? It's annoying. It's annoying. Because <laughs> um, I'm 59 years old now, right? Yeah. And and something happens, and they, you know, you just become your parents or whatever. Or like, I find myself saying, you know. 
just not like it used to be and I, stuff that old people would say. Right. But if I have to meet with one more person who's completely and utterly full of shit or <laughs> um, has the stupidest idea in the world or yeah. whatever, and it's just, it's just annoying. And then or people call me and they, they think that I'm not doing anything and I just want to listen to their dumb idea. Like, right. I, weird, you're, you're triggering me. But it's, it is annoying <laughs> to get pitched all day on, on just all these half-cocked ideas. And, right. and I just have found that over, as I get older, it's like, you know, keep your circle smaller. Yeah. And just, I mean, not that I don't love meeting new people and I give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but I just get disappointed so often. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I just try to do my own thing and, and I've just simplified. Like, you know, I would have loved to become a billionaire and had a jet and, you know, been rich and famous, but I don't know, it's kind of happening now with the gambling thing. You never know. But I didn't ever get jet rich, but yeah. I'm super duper comfortable and I have an amazing life and that's I'm happy I mean. about it. And so, yeah, that's, that's sort of my deal. I mean, I've done... A, millions of things and businesses and stuff, but nothing that terribly exciting, I don't think. Is there anything that someone once pitched you that you passed on that you regret passing on? Mm, well, okay, so I was at MySpace in the, um, or like right around like 2000-ish, like right? you know, the dot-bomb era or whatever yeah, yeah. it was. And I was a business development guy and that company was called eUniverse and I didn't realize how close to the fire I was at the time. You know, I was kind of just, we were selling like this better than Botox. I don't know if you remember those ads in the yeah, early 2000s. I do remember that. So that was a big thing. And we were doing the emails and the offers and working on the conversions. And, the, you know, I was like in, in that space. And I was yep. really big in the lead gen business and so forth. And then all of a sudden there was this one office and it was an interior office. It didn't even have a window. And it was like a paper sign, you know, that said Tom. And come on, not making this up. And, and so he had this thing called, um, MySpace, And then we had like 10 other divisions and this, this high powered CEO, I actually remember his name. They hired the CEO named Rich Rosenblatt and he kind of flew in on his jet as I remember and came into our office on Howard Hughes Parkway in LA. And then like a week later, he just fired everyone, including me. Uh, I mean, like he laid off every department except for MySpace packaged MySpace and then sold, I think for 580 million. Yep. I made a few shekels from that yep. deal, but not much. I had a couple options and, and I just was thinking if I could go back, I was like, I should have stayed in that and like got a right. job at Facebook or something when it opened, but obviously I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, have you ever seen Tom's house here in yeah. Vegas that the blue heron home? It's unbelievable. Yeah. We almost bought it. It was kind of getting run down after, but, but Tyler, the guy that does blue heron, I mean, he's, I've been, he came down to one of our properties in Belize and hung out super cool adventure dude. Like we were jet skiing and he was like swimming with dolphins. Like he's got an incredible vision for, for those blue heron homes are insane. insane. And yeah, I love that place. That's so that, the goal. I wanted to buy it. And yeah. um, it was like, and it wasn't that much. I want to say it was like 5 million. When I first moved here, uh, before Tom bought it, I looked at it and I think it was, I think in 2012, I think it was three or three and a half. Wow. I mean, that would have been, you know, I think now then I looked at it again in like 2017 or 18, and I think he's selling, he probably bought something better. And uh, it was, you know, probably more like eight or 10. I don't remember. Yeah. Such a nice house. Yeah. Ultimate bachelor party house. Yeah. yeah. Everything's just open, just open, just oh, it, amazing. I just, I, yeah. Cool. One of the coolest houses around yeah and there's he, a lot of nice houses in this city man i know i mean now like and i'm kind of out of that scene here you know in that respect again who knows could get back into it but like i hear all i hear about is like the summit now which i've never even set foot on mm -hmm. but i'm sure there's like ridiculous houses up there yeah yeah did you see the four seasons is building that 
a crazy, uh, um, what do you call it? <clears throat> Condos uh, in McDonald's Highland. Uh, I did, my wife sent me a, a link Looks to that. like the renderings look amazing. I mean, anything Four Seasons. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That, I know there's like fancier places than Four Seasons, but like to me, I love that show White Lotus. And so and, good. And, um, <laughs> and, so good. And then they filmed it at the Four Seasons in Wailea, which yeah. is our favorite property. Like I just love that for, I love anything for, I almost bought a, a pen, or not, excuse me, just a condo at the Four Seasons building in Houston. Okay. Um, just because anything that has Four Seasons to me is just the it's, first class. They do it right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll be great. I'm going to take a look at it. Now you seem like such a smart guy. What are you doing gambling? But I'm not mad at you. <laughs> well, well, thanks for the compliment. I mean, uh, I I think I'm you know I think I'm dumb like Columbo. You, you know, you probably remember that show. Sure, of you course. Know. I like my son says I you know I pretend not to know anything so I don't have to actually do anything. Uh -huh. And that's sort of a strategy with me. And but I one of the things I, that annoys me on podcasts, especially like with gambling, like I'm not going to say anything specific. But every single person that I see talk about gambling on a podcast says stuff that's just out and out bullshit and wrong. And and like in terms of gamblers. Yeah, in terms of just, just they're winning that, how much they win and thing or things that they say with such certainty about how things are, you mm -hmm. know, that I absolutely would bet the farm <clears throat> that they're wrong. And it yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter. But so I try not to be like that. Yeah. And so I would, you know, give a disclaimer. It's like, I don't know anything. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather say that I don't know anything and then actually know a lot than claim to be like some expert and tell you everything about gambling. Yeah. But the answer is I am a degenerate, I think. <laughs> um, like, think about it. Like, if you talk about like, like addictions or things like that or like seven yeah. deadly sins or it's like, I have all of them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, like a gluttony, you know, <laughs> lust, pride, envy. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's, I hate to admit it. That was a dumb thing to say. I don't no, know, but it's, it's like, good. It's good. But greed, you know, like, yes. like so like everyone I think likes the idea of just winning a bunch of money. Right. Way better than working. For sure. And, and ever since I was a kid, like when we were at UC Santa Barbara and I had a fake ID that said I was from Ohio and we would drive from Santa Barbara to Vegas, you know, when the strip... I remember like, and this is bad, don't do this kids, but you know, we used to drink and drive and all kinds of bad things in the back in the olden days. And yeah. it seems like you could get away with anything because right. people didn't know it was wrong. It, was, I, it wouldn't end up on Instagram. There yeah, was no Instagram. There was no nothing. Yeah. And my buddy Rich and I were like on the strip and we like, he was driving and like fell asleep and passed out like on Las Vegas Boulevard. Like it was so different in 1983, 84 back here. It was like yeah. so much smaller, but like we would gamble and I've loved gambling. Like seventh and eighth grade, I would play like in little poker games for lunch money, yeah. you know, and I've always loved gambling. I'm saying I'm very good at it. I used to lose my lunch money actually most of the time. And uh, I'd go all in and it's like, oh man, beat again. <laughs> and and uh, and then so I gambled. I just, the funny, I think, story about my college gambling was we would lose everything. You know, you like you you come and you say, oh, I'm going to win. They say, oh, I'm not going to lose more than a hundred bucks. Right. Then you take all your money out of your ATM. 100%. You take all the money out of your cash advance on your visa. You'd write checks to the casino <laughs> back then. You, I don't even know if you still can, but you could you could actually cash a personal check. I think they probably casino. still can. What were they thinking? Right. Yeah. It, it just lose everything, and then literally we're at um uh what's the thing the state line where yep. whiskey Pete's yeah, and, yeah. and cactus, cactus Kate's. Kate's yeah. And we we none of us had any money left, and we were out of gas. 
not out, but we had, we didn't have enough gas to get back to Santa Barbara. We pulled the head unit, a Jensen head unit out of our uh, oh my God. car stereo this is in the parking lot, sold it for 20 bucks for gas money to make it home. So to say that I've been a little bit of a degen for a while, like, so I love to gamble, you know, and, and I've just always been a recreational gambler. Someone asked, like, how much did you lose in your life? And I'm thinking back, okay, so I've been gambling since I was like, let's call it 20. Yep. 59, now it's 39 years. Yep. Let's call it 40 years. I bet I lost at least 25 grand a year. Yeah. A couple trips, five grand, 10 grand every time, a couple times a year. I used to come five, six, seven times a year when I lived in LA. So I know I've lost over time a million dollars gambling. Like, that's idiotic. A lot of money. So, So then I retire and I come here. Sold my house in California and move here and, and it's you know it's fun gambling 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 and going to like GBR and Red Rock and yeah. M and all the local places yeah. and getting to know the staff and having yeah. the glass with the nice free re, free red wine yeah. and um and then we started playing a lot and I started playing video poker and trying to think that I know what I'm doing and learning the holds and the best games to play and yeah. all that stuff and. And then I hit a $78,000 Delt Royal Flush at the M. No. Yeah, that was fun. And so I was playing 50 cent Denom. So it was a hundred coins, $50 bet. And I got a Delt Royal with a ton of multipliers. And my son breaks out his camera. We're filming, just our reaction. I'm just going mental. And 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 we're watching the, the credits roll. Yeah. And then we posted it to TikTok. And then we went to dinner at my favorite restaurant in town, Anthony's. And we... Uh, Wait, where's Anthony's? At the M. It's a great steakhouse, and it's, it's oh yeah yeah. When you first walk in, you just go straight. Yep. Yeah yeah. And it's straight good. to the left, and right. Yeah, it's a great spot, great service, great steaks. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, best crab legs in town, and so like we go there, and by the end of dinner, the thing had like eighty thousand views, and we realized, hmm, people maybe, like this. Maybe we're on something. Yeah. And so just for grins, we just kept posting, and yeah. I think. In life, if I may, you know, people don't realize that anything, anything to be successful at anything, you got to be consistent and you just got to have a vision of what you're doing and you just can't give up when it's hard and all this stuff. No matter what it is that you're doing, the same rules apply. And for a guy who's like won and lost so many times in business and started over and done great, started over and done great. Yep. Is it like, I don't, I don't think I can help but do well at anything I set my mind to. And then eventually we started taking it seriously and we started filming. My son's full-time job now is filming and editing and posting. Really? Yeah. And I have a, another friend that, that I gamble with. And so we created a partnership, you know, like the Vegas Matt LLC. And, we, yeah. and we're just a team. And we have fun. And we go out and gamble. And we film not only like, oh, boy, we got a jackpot. And then because like, people like to watch this stuff. But after a while, like I get bored of like, oh, another jackpot. Right. Like, oh, how much did they win or did they lose? Yeah, whatever. And they usually just everyone just posts their wins. Of course. So it, it kind of makes people think, oh, I can just go and win. So what I started doing is I just started filming my sessions, and I'd be like, oh man, we just got wrecked for fifteen thousand dollars, and I would be legitimately pissed, like so mad I couldn't even talk. And then people think that's funny. Right. It's like good TV. Sure. And then last month. Are from what I've been told, like I don't know how to look at any of the analytics or anything like that. Yeah. That's someone else's department. But I've been told like we're like like the biggest. And we did like 50 million views on YouTube last month. That's insane. Yeah. And and it's fun. And and it's kind of like I kind of do it like the Howard Stern show format, like back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, so like I guess I would be Howard. 
I've got to have a deeper voice, but and and then like my son's like Robin Quivers, but not yep. like that. It doesn't identify <laughs> or anything like. But anyway, so and then like I have all these little characters that come on and friends that come and gamble with me, and then people get to know our personalities, and and we made it more about the the humor and the personalities than just strictly about gambling. Right. So literally, all I had a lady. Sweetest lady, Brenda. Hi again. I keep talking about her because it was it touched me. Like because I used to gamble with my mom, and she recently passed away. And so this guy Brian and his mom drove two and a half hours when we were playing down at Yamava in L.A. And he's like, "Yeah, we drove two and a half hours because we heard you're going to be streaming here. We wanted to meet you." And then and then his mom was That's so amazing. sweet. And I'm like, "Oh, so I talked to her. She goes, you know, every night we get." I get a glass of wine. I'm like, red or white? She's like, red. I'm like, good. And she has a glass of red wine. And we watch, We put your stuff up on the TV and we watch you every night. And I'm like... That's incredible. It is so cool. And there's like thousands and thousands of people that are like, it's like I'm a TV guy now. Right. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, how do you deal with... Do you get a lot of hate in the comment section or DMs? Not really. I mean, no? nothing intelligent, you know. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't give anyone any reason to hate me. My, yeah. My son. Who, but usually the internet doesn't need a reason. <laughs> they just create them. True. Some, but, like, I haven't sold out at all. Like, I, yep. I haven't. I don't have any deals of sponsor. I did one thing for videopoker.com. They were releasing a new machine, and I went and I, and I did a paid promotion for it, but it, it was not a big deal. It was a great machine, and I played yep. it, and they watched, and, and it was released by IGT, and it was super fun. But it's not like I'm pumping some like scammy online right. casino or some, or you're just I, sharing your life. You're I, just sharing what you're doing. And, and he says, just build the, my son says, just build the audience and then the rest will take care of something. And we don't need the money. Right. So I don't, the people hate, like some people, they hate me for being fat, which I acknowledge. And I've been like losing weight. I think you're not fat, but all famous people. And now I'm becoming kind of famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I go to casinos, I get recognized. And then like, like I look and it's like, ah. Right. And so I'm on so much of this stuff. And <laughs> right. I know why famous people get get thin. Because you, like I never really look at myself before. But anyway, that's a weird uh, thing to talk about. But I, but yeah. it's like, I'm like now trying to get trying to get all healthy, you know, whatever. But the 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 they they hate on like they'll say something personal. And that's just plain mean. And um and then they people always say, oh, this dude's gonna lose all his money, which is kind of funny. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks for looking out for me or whatever. Right. And then and then some people just it cracks me up. They say stuff that's just blatantly not true. Like they'll make something up about, and they say, "Oh, this guy," da 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 da. And I'm like, "Like, what makes you say that? Like, how? Like, and I right. respond and I engage every night. At, I'll sit up at two, three in the morning, and I'll just look at every comment. And the hate people are usually people who have no profile picture, or their profile picture is a dog, yep. and it's just some miserable knucklehead. And yep. I'm like, "Thanks for helping the algorithm with your comment. It totally. doesn't hurt my feelings. Like, right. I could care less. Right. Yeah. But I don't. Have, I don't get a lot. Mostly my people." are awesome. They say your vibe attracts your tribe. Like I would like to think like I have a shirt says good vibes. Like I'm nothing but love, you know, like I have no agenda. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. I'm just trying to have a laugh, make it through this thing called life. And I believe with every fiber of my being, that's why our thing is popular. Cause I show my losses. I don't try to make it sound like I'm some big deal. It wins yeah. all the time. And I love that. Cause you know, when Chris, our mutual friend first, uh, sent me the message about having you on, I immediately shot it down. I don't know if he told you. Mm -mm. I said, no fucking way. I said, because I, I figured you were like, there's, there's another, uh, or there's probably many of them, but there's a specific, I won't say his name, but there's a specific guy, uh, probably one of the biggest of mm -hmm. doing the slot stuff. He's a slot consultant. Mm -hmm. And people pay him at a consulting fee on top of 
they put their money in the machine. He puts his player card in the machine, so he's getting comp points off of other people's money. Supposedly, he knows how to pick the right machine. He got one of my friends. I got a really good friend who, who moved here uh, from the South who doesn't know any better, even though I tried to tell her, uh-uh, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Is There's no such thing. Like, there's no such thing. Like, come on. But... He, he knows how to play the game. He shows lots of cash. He shows the winnings, like you say. And he's at Bellagio, and he shows nice suites, you know, mm -hmm. comp suites and stuff. And mm -hmm. he, he knows how to get them in. And he, this guy's getting, you know, four to six people a day. More. Give more. You know who I'm talking about. Of course. But, yeah. But you know what? See, but this is this is going to be good. This is gold, right? Yeah. Here. And uh, you're a great interviewer. So so you are saying, like, the conviction, like, the, you know, the way you say that. Like, right. Like, like everything that you just said is true, right? When it's not, so like, um, oh, okay, um, yeah. But no, I'm not busting your balls right. or anything. But like, I know that guy, and I think he's, I think he's a nice guy. Weirdly, he's blocked me, and he doesn't like me. I guess maybe threatened or whatever. But right. I'm trying to like make peace because anytime I hear that, I say that's really actually not true. He's a brilliant marketer for sure. He's a brilliant marketer, and and he um and he, and the people use their own card, not his. Mm. And like that was like so that one factual okay. error okay. in your statement. I'm just giving you okay. an example of yeah. when people say if someone says something with conviction, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Got so, it. So so they play with their own card because he doesn't want to take the taxables, and he's smart. Yes, he just posts the win. And he's actually charges for a meet and greet. And if you read his terms and conditions, he's not saying he's a magical slot picker. And he has 5 million followers on Instagram. Right. And, exactly. and a lot of people, rich people, you know, people that, that, that 1500 or 1800 I think he raised it to $1,800 is not a lot of money to them. And the idea of being on an Instagram with 5 million followers as a high roller and winning a jackpot is worth that money to him. He's absolutely brilliant. I'm jealous. I wish I was making, you do the math, 40 people a day Forget times $1,500. I believe right. that's $60,000 a day. And he's been doing this for months and months and months and months and months. Right. And when you make millions of dollars, you're going to get haters. If honestly, that guy, and I hope he sees this podcast, I always defend him. He's brilliant. And the people know they, that he's he's just saying, I'm charging you for a meet and greet and a chance to, and he goes, and I'll play slots with you for a few minutes and we'll film it if that's okay, optional. But the money they're paying is for a meet and greet. They don't hate on Taylor Swift for doing a meet and greet, you know? They don't, but I'm going to come back with Go ahead. the perception. Perception is that he's magic and he knows what's lucky. Right. Yeah, which he doesn't. Right. And, and, and so... The, the, I agree with you. Genius marketer. Genius. And 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 if I, I mean the the money that he's made, he could. If I was him, I'd be like, okay, hate me. You know, right. whatever. I it doesn't matter. Like the dude's got so much money, it doesn't even matter. He's he's just absolutely knocked the cover off the ball. He was the, like the second one, Brian Christopher, who everyone loves. It's like illegal not to love Brian Christopher, and he's now like on Friday opening up his own. They have the Brian Christopher zone at the plaza. Oh, wow. And and it's opening up on Friday. He's a smoke-free. He's brilliant. Another brilliant marketer, Brian. He he's His thing is only smoke-free, so he'll only play in smoke-free casinos. Hmm. So here, I think Park MGM is like his only option. And yeah. then now the plaza is doing a smoke-free, like a separate casino building from their... It's really neat what they're doing at the plaza. I'm going down there on Friday for the grand opening. And yeah, Brian um, has his own slot machine with his face on it. So those guys kind yep. of blaze the trail for me. Yep. Now, granted, I passed them all, and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably do bigger and better things. Uh, hopefully, you know. Yeah. Forgive my enthusiasm, but you know, I give homage to them for blazing the trail for this slot influencer space. Right. Which you know we've gone from the casinos 
saying you can't film in a casino, which is the dumbest rule in the world. Right. Because everyone has a freaking phone and everything's right. being filmed anyway. They totally. can't stop it. And it's, you know, back in the 70s, like the Rat Pack was there, you know, everyone's having extramarital affairs. And that's, like, that's why no cameras no in the cameras, casino. No cameras, because this guy's here with his mistress. And right. Like, Mr. G, this guy's got a phone over here. Uh, there right. was no phones. There was a camera. Right. It's just the dumbest rule in the world. And now all the casinos are waking up to it. Yeah. And I believe, just like it would be cool if, and again, this... I, really trying to do this without sounding like an idiot, but like like a Michael Jordan or some celebrity, you know, it would be a really good thing if they came in to gamble at the casino, you know, because yeah. people would see the celebrities and who were celebrities in the old days. Well, still the sports figures, but in the old days it was also television, like, if, I don't know, Jerry Seinfeld or sure. someone from TV. I don't even know anyone who watches TV anymore. Right. We're all in our screens. And yeah. YouTube TV and YouTube. And so literally my audience is I think I have a million total followers-ish, you know, 50 million views plus last month, bigger than any, you know, or most network TV shows. Right. And and when I go through a casino, hundreds of people recognize me and want pictures and stuff, and I just eat it up. I absolutely love it. It's yeah. so fun. I just love the fans, and I'm not an it's egomaniac. Great. But the casinos are going to wake up to the fact, and like the plaza has is really smart doing that deal with Brian Christopher and some of the slot manufacturers, like with this machine with his name on it. Eventually, it's going to be like, Wherever we go, I could just push a button and hundreds and hundreds of people come. The casinos are going to end up partnering with the influencers. Yeah. And so we're going to go all the way full circle from you can't film here to please come film at our place. Totally. You know, I've been saying it now since I moved here six years ago. I'll be here seven years in, in uh, July 1st. And uh, none of these casinos, they've dabbled in it, some of them. None of them have gone all in on influencers with influencers. I don't get it. It's really bizarre to me. I mean, in my opinion, they're, they, you know, a lot of them are suits and they're just scared to death to do anything different and they don't, yeah. want, they don't lose their job and, you know, blah, blah. but there's some people like I've met at the CEO level with a couple of casinos yeah. and they really get, they get it. it. And yeah, so it's, it's happening. It's really, really fun. Yeah. It's funny you say that, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm always hunting for sponsors for the, for the podcast. And so I have a relationship with a pretty big beer company that uh, I used to own a PR firm when I lived in LA for 10 years. And I produced a lot of upscale events at the Playboy Mansion, at Sundance, at Super Bowl. I did the Best Damn Sports Show Super Bowl party in Arizona when, when uh, uh, Eli uh, beat uh, Brady. Mm. Um, so, um, all right, you're not a sports guy. I forgot. But yeah, I remember, so that. I remember Who's that. that. Who's that? Who are you talking about? Um, so, Eli uh, Manning. And there you go. All right, all right, all right. Tim, you're back. Tim yeah. Brody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> I know. I still have yeah. <laughs> um, And I remember I had a conversation with the brand manager at this beer company. And I pitched an idea that I had for them, how I would integrate them into the podcast. Because I don't want to just read, today's episode is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. It's not what I do, mm -hmm. uh, ever. I will never do that. I work it in so that it's casual conversation and you don't even know that I got paid. Yeah, so, this if Jamba Juice was a sponsor, they would I would crush them. But I'm not even supposed <laughs> to. If Gary Brecka sees that I drank a large Jamba Juice today while I'm on the keto diet uh, for the last six months, I'm going to be in trouble, which probably he's going to see this. I watched his episode, amazing and My stuff. guys will clip it up now and then yeah. I'm, and they're gonna looking ripped thank you way, man yeah. yeah i've lost uh like 35 pounds yeah I'm, in six months i'm right behind it's you. easy yeah are you are you on a specific diet i mean i i don't know like this again a whole nother topic i don't know how, but i mean i started i started doing like a lot of stuff everyone else doing like the uh, the monjero stuff you know yeah and so far i really like it and then uh, i've been i got a trainer and i've been working Great. out working Good out every day you. with weights like the you know six days and then a rest day and legs and yeah. abs one day and shoulders and buys or yeah. how, i don't the guy just tells me what to do yeah. 
But I'm um, super into it. And, and you're watching your podcast a couple weeks ago. Was it kind of an inspiration to me? Yeah. And and I uh, Thank Dana, you. Dana White. Everyone's yeah. talking, and everyone is talking about Gary Brecka. Gary Brecka is amazing. And and you know, um, it's just I never realized it was so easy to have abs. Like I can't believe I'm I'm gonna be 53 in September. And like, what was I doing my whole 20s, 30s, 40s? Like, what was I doing? All you got to do is cut out bread and sugar. And fried food, pretty much. I mean, just stop eating bread and sugar. Mm -hmm. If you just cut those two things out, the weight falls off of you. It's yeah. unbelievable. It, I mean, it's not that my wife's a Pilates instructor and just like the most fit person in the world. She always telling me that stuff. But then, right. you know, the problem I ran into why I gained some weight was all the comp dinners. And it's like, it's oh, hard. It's like, oh, free lobster. Like I went to the M buffet the other day. And right. it's like, it's like, oh, all the crab legs, yeah. lobster, everything. And it's like, I, I might as well eat this because there's people starving in Africa. Right. Like, well, why don't we just FedEx them the food then, yeah, right? Right? instead of being yeah. fat? So yeah. And people don't realize like, I have a lot of friends. They'll be like, no, oh, I ate all good. I just did the one night, you know, I went, but that one night just means you're not going to change mm. it. The, the one night of cheating just means you're going to, your body's going to stay where you are. Yeah. You're not going to get, you, you know what I mean? Now, once you get dialed in, like now I'm pretty dialed in, like this isn't going to hurt me. But if I did this two or three times a week, it does. Yeah. Like it, it, How much do you work out? I work out maybe uh, three to four days a week. Um, I do zero cardio. Mm -hmm. Zero. Just weights and stuff. Just weights. And I don't even, to be honest, I barely break a sweat when I'm in there. Hmm. But I don't say that to brag, but like that should inspire any of you that are that are listening that are like, fuck, I want to lose weight. Like you can do it. You don't have to kill yourself. I'm not kidding you when I tell you I barely break a sweat. I'm not in there lifting crazy heavy. Uh, you know, like I might challenge myself a little bit, but nothing crazy. And you look just a lot the, different than you did a few months ago. Like when you watched, the, like I sent you the Dana White episode yeah. so you could get a feel for like what the show is like. And like when I watch that and I have that fat chipmunk face, I want to blow my head off. It's like, <laughs> what was I doing? You know, and I'm right I, there. And I was even talking to Dana about it. Um, I, I, I was somehow I got invited to Dana's house like a month ago and we were watching bare knuckle fights and um and we were talking about, i was like dana so dana's lost like 46 pounds i've lost like 35 wow. he's six months ahead of me on the on the program mm -hmm. but i said dana if i would have told you like to me you never looked fat until i saw you now like but back then i wasn't like oh dana's fat like you just right. looked kind of big and husky and jacked mm -hmm. like to me but like it's amazing you know the difference that you and you're going through it right now yeah well, I can't wait till I get to go to Dana White's house and hang out. I want right? to gamb gamble with Steve. We'll do it too. Oh my God! Yeah. So you're talking about streaming, you know? Oh, so so wait. Back to, to back to. So I was talking to the, the lady at the beer company. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I got sidetracked. <clears throat> so I gave her this pitch, and she's like, "Oh, that's not on brand. We would pass." And I'm like, "Do you know how? Like, I get the whole that's not on brand thing in 1990 something. Mm -hmm. But now, do you realize I could do exactly what I just pitched to you?" And still incorporate your beer and post it on Instagram. And you can do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. So for you to, do you think you're protecting the brand? How? I could do this or anyone could do whatever they want. If they wanted to take your product, pour it all over themselves and light them on fire, they could. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, you, there's a million things that people could do with your brand that's not on brand. Mm -hmm. Why not just roll the dice with me? And at the end of the day, I'm going to do it for someone. Don't you want the 2 million, 5 million, 10 million views? Yeah. Or do you want Coors to have it? Yep. Let's put them up against each other. Do you know who wants, who wants to be right? the Vegas map zone? Like Resorts yeah. World or Green Valley? Like, yeah. Bring it on, you know. <laughs> Are you starting to take any meetings like to try to get I mean, some sponsors? I, again, 
I'm taking meetings that people ask me for. Got it. Like I just, I just haven't really been aggressive about like reaching out because I'm just going to wait. I mean, again, once if you just if you build it, they will come. It's yeah. sort of our philosophy. Like, and they're gonna those deals are going to come. Do you have like a dream scenario integration of how a casino could get behind you? Uh, you know, I, I don't really, I don't really know. Just, just I think. Like there's a person in the space that ha did an event recently at the Venetian that I thought was really cool. You know, through through a slot tournament, and I yep. think I think like I could see myself just going on tour around to all the different properties. Like maybe something like yeah. I know the people that own the M have properties like all over the country. Yeah, and I have fans all over the almost country. almost like a DJ circuit, like how they bring the famous DJs to yep. do the clubs and they go all over the right. Yeah, and I could just picture like you know me and like. Dana White and Steve will do it and all these famous yeah. people and all, they'll all be like going like, oh man, Vegas. The Matt. Mount Rushmore of gamblers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right? oh my God. And I mean, I just, I just want to have fun. Yeah. I'm not that worried about it. Like that's been my philosophy my whole life. Like I like to drink, you know, and, and I like to drink wine. Yeah. We started a wine of the month club and I mainly just did it because I wanted to throw wine parties. Yeah. And we started throwing wine parties at my house. The first one, I think, had 15 people. And then within a few months, I had one like at Baraccia, or not Baraccia, um, at the... That's a Green Valley Ranch, right? The Italian place, Botiglia, or Botiglia, however you pronounce right. it. Botiglia. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Baraccia is the Mexican the Mexico place. place. So yeah, it was yeah. at Botiglia. And we had yeah. 400 people coming in. And we, no way. And we built like the largest wine of the month club in the world just because I wanted to get paid to drink wine and have fun. Yeah. And so I, I always try to design my life around like, first is, is this fun? Yep. Am I enjoying this? And then the money always tends to come. Yeah. And so maybe it's a casino that, that wants to do events and I, and I, or I sign some species of exclusive or I agree to stream yep. there. I don't know how the deal will look. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. But I'm just mainly like I, there was this kid named uh, Bryce Hall. I don't know if you know. He's yeah, a, sure, sure, he, sure. He's a, I guess he's a TikTok sensation. Yep. Funny dude, really, really, really cool. And we yeah. went, we hung out. He's a friend of a friend, and he's the only celebrity I've really interacted with so far. But I just ate it up. We had yeah. so much fun, and we gambled together, and we posted some stuff, and yeah. and I just stuff like that. I'm like a kid in a candy store, you know. Like I just want to have a good time, and then gamble and i can sh i can highlight different games that i like to play and stuff so i'm sure there's is it always slots do you ever play table games like blackjack and all that stuff so the el cortez really cool property by the way like old school Vegas. i don't know if i've ever been in you there you should go check it out it's like okay. so nice now and and uh it's but it's like still got kind of a bugsy feeling to yeah, it you know yeah, it's like yeah. very old school vegas but they allow filming of table games and there's still a lot of them are really against filming table games i don't mind playing table games our crew, like, we'll, we always, like, let's say we get behind and we'll always try to get it back. Like, that's the, the gambler's get thing. Get it back at blackjack? Well, so we like, have a, we have a prayer? <laughs> we, we always do Baccarat, you know. Really? Uh, and, or there's another game called Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Yeah, we sure. Sometimes do, sure. But, like, that's we'll, a fun game. So there'll be all these people sitting there and then all of a sudden, they, like, these three or four guys in my entourage, like, walk up and throw, like, $3,000 down on a hand of Baccarat, you know, and it's just, like, flipping a coin. Sure. And I've done a couple of videos on, like, the the blackjack machine yeah you know and so i the other day i was at um or a mirage slash new hard rock and i was playing and they had this cool machine i put 500 dollars down and then of course i get a i get two fives so i got to double down so yep. now i got a thousand dollar hand of blackjack yeah and then i win it's two thousand dollars <laughs> it's a hand pay on a hand of blackjack so i mostly slots though in yeah question have you ever tried free bet blackjack it's great. Okay. I, I've heard of it. I don't know they'll pay for your doubles mm -hmm. if you have nine, ten or eleven. They'll pay for all of your splits, but you can't split face cards or ten, you know, tens. Okay. Um, but you can split anything else. They'll pay for it. Okay. Um, and then they have a prop bet. This uh, 
pot of gold prop bet. And if you get any split or double down, yeah. Uh, you, they give you a coin. That first coin, number one, is worth three to one. So if you put 100, which is the max, if you put 100 on it and you get a 9, 10, 11, and you're going to double or split, they pay for it, and then they give you one coin that pays three to one. If you get a second coin, so let's say, so in that game, if you get two fives, you're not doubling. You're actually splitting. I mean, you could double if you want to, mm-hmm. but the, pray, the play to make is to split the fives and hope you get another five for another coin or get a six, you know, mm-hmm. for a double down, or a four for a double down, right? And then you get another coin. The second coin pays twelve to one. The third coin pays thirty to one, and the fourth coin pays coin pays fifty to one. Five coins, hundred to one. Also, you played this a bit. I've hit good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what makes it fun. Yeah, it's like everyone thinks like, oh, this machine is good. This yeah. machine is bad. The machine that's good is the one that you win on, and the game that's good is the one that you win on. Now, my guess is because like there's this whole. Uh, and I mean, how much time do we have? But I, I believe there's a movie, and I probably like should keep it to myself. But I'm not gonna because I'll probably never produce it anyway. Wait, we can make this movie, but keep going because I, mean, I want to do a gambling movie or I want to do a Netflix series. That's it's the like best. And the fact that it's documented on this podcast, it'll be clear that it was my idea. I so, like it. So we'll have to just copyright gen- by way of podcast. Yes, gentlemen, I like it. Gentlemen's agreement. Yep. But okay, so remember Rain Man? Of course. Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise. Dustin yep. Hoffman was autistic. That was before. Everyone knew about autism and Jenny McCarthy and uh, yep. Jim Carrey, you know, and brought it all up to the, you know, mainstreamer. I, I think they were the first ones. But yep. now and it's like it's, it's a huge problem. And there's so many, so many more people that have autism. So yeah. these people are freaking geniuses. Yeah. And that so he was, you know, autistic card counting and it, and it made for a great uh, movie. Yep. Then there was the MIT card counting movie with Kevin Spacey. And yep. everyone loved 21, that 21 based on the book, Bringing Down the House. Amazing film. So. But there's never been a movie about slots. And what people don't understand is that there's an, a, a whole underworld, and I swear most of them are like autistic spectrum math geniuses mm. that make money playing slots. And like there's this one story that I believe is true, like I, I, I know the people and da 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 that like these people will find something that they can exploit in, a, in, a, in an electronic slot, you know, like a, like an electronic craps game or something yeah. like that. And this one guy <clears throat> beat um, one of the big properties here. Not I'm not talking about 20 years ago. I'm talking about in the last few years for hundreds of thousands of dollars and like literally got like back roomed, you know, brought into the back yeah. room and like a beat down and like some autistic dude and like, and then there's like another, there's other been, there's been gamblers that have been followed home and murdered and stuff, you know, and like, there's so much insane stuff that's gone on in the slot underworld. Right. And, and so I envision like the opening scene being like grandma playing this slot machine and ding, 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 and oh, wheel of fortune and da, 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 da. And then there's this, there's these people that are just like, like the Terminator or, you know, that like where you look through his little, or RoboCop and he's like, and they're just like scanning the thing, and then they say, "Oh, there's one where the major is 3.7 above the reset. Yeah, and it's it's gonna pay more." And they're just like, "Oh my god, I got to go to this casino because they have 10 times points today, which is worth a half a percent." And da da da. And they're like, they're able to win. It, yeah, and then people say, oh, teach me how to win. It's like, you could never do it. You don't have the discipline. Yeah. You're not smart enough. Right, right. I mean, I I lose. I've lost 100 grand this year playing, you know, and I know some stuff, and you can Google advantage slot play. Like, it's not a big secret, you know? Right. The casinos know that most people are too stupid to beat them. Right. And But it, it can be beat. 
Yeah. And there is an amazing script there somewhere. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And the personalities and the, yeah. And it's shocking how many women get hooked. Oh, yeah. Right? On, On slots and even just gambling in general. I have a friend... He was a very high-ranking, i got to be careful how I say all this, he was a very high-ranking executive here in Vegas. This is back 15 years ago. And uh, another property was running a slot promotion. And my buddy is like a fucking math genius. And he hits me up and he's like, buddy, you need to come over to this casino with me. Every Thursday, I think it was, they run a promotion. Um, Like it's like five times the points or ten Mm -hmm. times the points, whatever the thing is. But and I don't remember the specifics of it because I'm not good at math. But he figured out like their their the math on the deal up compared to the comp points that it was worth losing. Like if you lost a thousand dollars in this machine, mm-hmm. the comp points you're going to get usually that's not it doesn't put a dent in the thousand, right? This was like way over and above, and you could you could use it in their gift shop, mm-hmm. the comp points, whatever. So I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. So I went and I wish I would have totally trusted it the first two weeks because um, I was still afraid. So I only put like 300 in. Mm-hmm. And then, but I, I got like crazy dinners and crazy comp points, whatever. And then by the fifth week, I was like, oh my God, I'm all in. You know, and I was I was doing it. And then the following week, I think week six or maybe after four weeks or five weeks, I don't remember what it was. The, you know, because remember, he's a high ranking executive at a different property. So they all know each other. Mm-hmm. The guy from the property we were playing at called him up and he's like, but bro, what are you doing? And he's like, what? And he's like, come on, man, what are you doing? And he's like, you guys got the math wrong. He's like, I know, but please, you got to stop. Uh, and so it was like a gentleman's agreement. Like, okay, we, we fucked up this, <laughs> like the math on the, on whatever it was, but the comp points we were getting a bit like, I got insane gifts out of this gift shop. Yep. You could, I mean, if you like a flat screen, <laughs> if you, access, you can get, you can get like Caesars has really good stuff like iPhones, iPads. Yeah. So you can just win all this stuff and then sell it on eBay. Right. You know, I mean, if you, again, I don't do any of this, like me personally, I just mm-hmm. don't have the time. I just don't have the inclination, but there are people that literally squeeze every little bit of juice out right. of the fruit and, and utilize the, and they're just so smart. Right. Like, like, I mean, I'd like to, I love to give a specific example. You know, let's say that like the Cosmo sends me as a local every week I get, um, a, you know, X amount of free play and X amount of food credit, but I don't want the food credit, but I go to Starbucks and I could buy a Las Vegas coffee mug, you know, yeah. and I could, if I want to sell it on eBay, you know, right. cause, or just give it as a gift. Right. But I mean, there's just a million things you can do yeah. to, to maximize the offer. Right. I probably don't leverage that as well. You know, you, you make me think, cause I get these offers, like I get mad. I actually throw them out, but I probably shouldn't. Like, so like I throw the free money out sometimes cause I'm insulted by the amount. So example, right. Venetian, mm-hmm. I play a lot of blackjack over there. Like whatever, like, come on guys. I get like from them $15 table match bet match $25 free bet like are you fucking kidding me like I don't want to give them the satisfaction that that little mailer the $15 sucked me in like it bothers me to think that like you're gonna I'm gonna swipe my card for the $15 free bet and someone in your marketing department be like yeah we got John Orlando in on the fucking $15 mailer (laughs) go fuck yourself like no chance you know but you could swear on podcast uh, you could do whatever you want but you should you should take the free money Mm -hmm. right like I'm, yeah. I'm blowing it. Well, because always it's twenty five a week. Sometimes there's so much. I mean, there's so like much why not to that. take it, right? Yeah, and it's just a matter of you know you find 
the the places that you like to play and and the that they your ho you have to have a good host. I have this this video on YouTube the the Vegas Mats Ten Commandments. Yeah, well, it would be nice if I just like subtly said, hey, go follow me on YouTube and watch the Ten Commandments because I give some pretty intelligent advice. But one of the commandments is get a host. Yeah. So you so if you're just getting a mailer for fifteen bucks in in match right. play or free play, if you get a host, you know you could probably talk to him and he and if, especially if you're out of town and he'd say, hey, come on in, we'll get you a room and we'll give you $500 of free play. Right. And then then if you start getting like offers like that, then it's worthwhile. Correct. I mean, I have casinos here and again, I get nothing special yet yeah. as an influencer. You know, I think there's going to eventually there'll be marketing agreements and different things like that, but they, there's a lot of rules about what they can and can't give you, you know, to gamble or whatever. But I just get what I get as a player. Yeah. But there are places that give me, you know, $1,000 a week of free play wow, just based great. on my play. But there's hundreds of people like regular mom that you know just this year all yours you know um 50 60 year old baby boomers that are rich now and retired yeah. and they play big places like stations and different you know different casinos that really understand the slot game stations is great with locals i feel right they have they have phenomenal slots at stations See, I'm doing all this free. Look promo. at that. Look it's good, though. Come It'll come back to you. It's okay. Never, it's I've good. I've never met the Fertitas. You know, I always hear about them. Yeah. Like, one day I want to meet the Fertitas. Yeah. yeah I I've, I've met Lorenzo at a fight. I go to all the UFC fights. He went to college. He was in a fraternity with a friend of mine. Really? And I, one time he called him up on the phone, and I just thought that was so cool. So you said you don't like sports. Would you come to a fight? Would you come to a UFC fight? Just because just to meet it's Dana? cool. Okay. You know, like, I went to the Tyson McNeely fight back in the day. Oh, wow. Do you remember Peter that fight? McNe yeah, 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 sure. And so it was, like, such hype, and they're like, the, in the audience today we have, you know, XYZ yeah, celebrity, yeah. and it was so cool, and I was drinking, up, you know. And then, like, I went to the bathroom, and I missed the whole fight. It was, like, 89 seconds. Yeah. Like, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. But the fights, I, I love UFC and going yeah. to those fights and stuff, but, I mean... I'm it's really not. fun here at the Apex. You know, we're literally right next door to the UFC. Oh. If you hop the parking lot wall, you're at the UFC oh, here. You have to go over but um, the Apex, they, they have um, fights over there on their properties where they started doing them during COVID mm. um, so they could work around, you know, that. And um, they still have fights there. It's amazing. It's invite only. It's like 200 people in the audience. Mm. Uh, I shouldn't say invite only now. Um, now they'll sell half of the... The, so there's invite only uh, if you're sitting in Dana's section behind him, mm -hmm. and then the opposite side of the uh, of the room is ticket you can pay, but I want to say it's like three grand a ticket or something because it's so limited and so small. Um, but it's unbelievable. Uh, but like but now I know a guy. Yeah, now you know a guy. <laughs> Just last week I was there. I mean, uh, Steve will do it. Was there? Um, uh, Roy Jones Jr. boxer, um, Steve O. Oh, he's, he's was classic. there like it was star studded just on a random Saturday just a week ago. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, oh, put me on the list. For all right. Yeah, we're going to go. Oh, we're going to no. go. Yeah. Um, oh, I just had some brilliant thought a second ago, but I, then I got distracted thinking of when Steve-O swallowed like a dice and I almost went to the <laughs> hospital. And he's such a character. Such man. a character. Yeah. yeah. He is. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Isn't it cool living in Vegas? It's the best. Like the stuff the, even though like I again, I've always been kind of an outsider, like a dork in high school and whatever, like, and I've always wanted to be one of the cool kids, you know, so like, whatever, but it, it'll happen eventually now that I'm getting famous, but I, I just, a couple times, every once in a while, I get a glimpse into that world, like we bought a, a, a penthouse at the Palms from Floyd Mayweather, yeah. and uh, not not the top one, that was from Maloof, but the uh, lower one, we bought one of the, um, they're great Airbnbs at the Palms, Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, so bought Floyd's things, had a picture with Floyd, and then we got to go to his, uh, 
his gym and yeah. watch him like box, like train yeah. when he was getting ready. Um, I think it was for the Conor McGregor yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so we made it part of the deal with the penthouse where we got tickets to the McGregor fight that from Mayweather. Great. And so yeah. I was down like sitting right by Leo DiCaprio, you know, and, yeah. and, and Tony Robbins. And I mean, everyone was at that fight. And I remember I was in the restroom and I was like, peeing next to this guy who was wearing like a baseball cap, you know, and we were just talking like, what after party are you going to? And like, I was just being cool as I was on the floor, you yeah. know, Mayweather, McGregor fight. And then like afterwards, we go into the little ramp where you walk out, they're singing the national anthem. So we, they stopped us. We couldn't, I'm sitting next to him and I look at him, I go, damn, that guy looks familiar. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're Leo DiCaprio, you know? <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, can I get a picture? And then he's like, no thanks. It was kind of a burn, but yeah. but uh, but he was yeah, it was really cool. We were just peeing and washing our hands together, you know. But then when I when I got all starstruck, I fucked it up. So I got to learn how to be cooler, right? And right. Not care about right. meeting Leo and stuff. You just got to give him the nod. Yeah, like oh yeah, yeah big the, deal. The like little, what's up, nod. Yeah, just give was, him the nod. I was you going, know? this doesn't affect me. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not starstruck by yeah. you. Yeah. If if you made a top uh, three or a top five list of people you'd like to meet. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're, I think I think the Steve will do it. I just don't know really? why. Really? The dude is so cool. And yeah. I just like, he got so screwed by YouTube. And, yeah. And I just really don't. He had the last laugh, though. <laughs> but I don't know what happened. What, how, I, I think mean, now he's on Rumble. Right? He's killing on Rumble. Killing it. They're which is paying great. him a lot of money. I just don't like how they can just silence you. It's crazy. I don't like that. It's absolutely crazy. But I personally, I never talk about anything controversial and I do abide by the terms of service. Just wanted to make that yeah, point very clear yes, yes. Uh, to our masters. Yeah. Him and Dana, uh, they stream when they I play know, Blackjack. I saw, yeah. I saw it. It was yeah. so sick. And um, I don't know, just just whoever, like I, as long as they're as long as they're nice and cool, you know. Like I mean, and I find that almost everyone is. Like I saw, I watched the Dana White podcast. He seems really cool. The best. And um, you know, I don't know, just anyone, it, it, it all is fun. You know, yeah. like to me, it's just like, I'm like a kid, man. I just like, oh man, I did this and it was fun. Like just to me, my like main thing in life is if it's fun, I'm into it. If right. it's not, I'm not doing it. Right. And, and, yeah. and to me, like going to like these celebrity parties and stuff just seems really fun. Like I'm one time I got invited to a party at the Playboy Mansion and yeah. you know, back in the old man, day. I threw, se I threw seven parties at the Playboy Mansion. See, now I'm yeah. a good guy to know. Man. Right. I'm telling I'm stoked. But who, who was there when you went? Oh, everyone. Oh, well, God, it was a funny story. So, um, I went there and I had bought a limo. I used to like to drink too much and I'm not a big fan of getting in trouble. Like I've never not been in any trouble or right. anything, you know, so like I don't drink and drive. So I just had, yeah. a, I had a limo. Yeah. And so I went from Orange County up and Dennis Rodman used to live in Orange <laughs> County. Yeah. And then, uh, so he was in my car with this friend of mine as a friend of his and that was really cool. That was so cool. Sure. And so we're like going in. So it's Dennis Rodman and me and my friend Mark and we go to this, this party and, you know, I saw Hugh Hefner and then um, I met, Vince Neal, yeah. and I didn't really know who he was, yeah. and then that kind of hurt his feelings, and then like, and then we had like the weirdest encounter that night, and we were both uh, drinking a lot, and, yeah. and it wasn't, it didn't end well, but then I saw him at a Super Bowl party at the Hard Rock in the Peter Morton era, which was also a oh really cool Oh my god, cool the era. Hard Rock, to, back in the day, my favorite casino ever. The Peacock Lounge was the coolest place Magic. to be. And then they, also the Mint at the Palms back in the day was yep. cool too, like during yep. that same era. Was yeah. it the 90s? Well, the Palms kind of, Hard Rock kind of passed the torch, not willingly, uh, to the Palms yeah. in terms of the cool property in town. Uh, all Peter Morton, though, that dude was such a badass. He would walk around. I mean, if there was like a little string on the carpet, he would, yeah. like, he would pick up. Everything was, he was so awesome. And then he sold it 
like at the top yep. and then he bought it back or something like yeah he was he made that place cool. i've never met peter morton and i've told this on the podcast before but i have a friend um she passed away but she lived uh i mean she uh worked at the front desk at the hard rock from day one and uh she had a brain tumor mm. and um she crashed in the parking garage is how she found out she had a brain tumor she blacked out and um and peter morton paid that girl's salary even when she was on sick leave for a long time and then when her health insurance kind of didn't cover stuff he put her on his jet flew her to ucla for treatment and i wish i could meet peter morton just to mm -hmm. just to thank him for how good he was to my friend Lindsay. Yeah, there's certain uh, way people. back just good and no headlines didn't do it publicly like just a good guy there's some people that are like that and i know there's one that i'm that i'm not thinking of that's even a better example but that it's almost like it's impossible or uh, illegal uh, illegal to say anything bad about them like michael gone <clears throat> the guy that owns the south point mm -hmm. super just, super nice guy and, like these people do such a good job of their pr you know yeah like, like it's like um Oh, I can't believe I can't think of the best example of it, but there's like just certain people that no one ever has anything bad to say about them. And like, I aspire to that. Like I don't ever do anyone wrong or whatever. And it's like, and it's like most of them are big time givers. Yeah. I mean, like Joe Rogan now is a little controversial, but he's kind of one of those people that seems to have a charmed existence sure. and everyone speaks highly of him. Yeah. You know, so I've never met him personally, yeah. but he seems like a good dude. Yeah. And Dana too, but Dana has both. Dana has a lot of haters, but I mean, I've been out with Dana before, and I've watched how this guy tips. Believe me, you if you work anywhere in Las Vegas, you you should hope Dana White crosses your path yeah. <laughs> at well, your job. Well, I mean, it's like I call $100 bills fun coupons. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm not even like, I mean, he's like gazillionaire. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like a mildly wealthy-ish guy, yeah. you know. But I mean, you could make a big difference for someone with 100, for sure. with 100 bucks. And, for sure. And it's like, why not be generous? Because it does, it flows, it comes yeah. back to you. But it's mostly like, the, like my next door neighbors are super cool. They're the kind of people like when they moved in, Everyone that I know says, oh, you're living next to them. Oh, I love them. They're so wonderful. No one has anything bad to say about it. Like, what's the secret? And it always comes down to giving. Like, yeah. the biggest givers are, you know, that's what life's all about. It's like, give. Not like, oh, what can I get, get, get. That's a recipe for miserable depression disaster. It's like, how can I give? If you right. come and you give, life and it works. feels good. Yeah. Now, I mean, I obviously haven't mastered it yet, but I think I'm getting there, you know, as I get older. I think that's the secret. Just like, just take your focus off what you can get and focus on what, how can you give? Like when, so in the case of this thing we're talking about, this Vegas Matt gambling yeah. thing, or we talked a little bit about, yeah, yeah. it's like, I'm just down to give people entertainment and make people laugh, you know, bringing out all the yeah. old dad jokes and stuff. Why aren't you doing a podcast? I did one. Um, and, and you can, I had um, McAfee on my podcast. Really? Yeah, I did it at Brad Lee's studio. Oh, okay. So it's, I got motivated because I, I was on Dropping Bombs. I love Brad Lee. He's, he's great. He's, he's, on, he's on a roll. I, yeah. he's, and he is funny as hell. You know, yeah. He's done stand-up a couple times. I mean, he's just got balls. He's good looking. He's funny. He's, he's a generous, great guy. Yeah. Anyway, so he, I went to his podcast and we had a great time on the podcast. You can look up that episode maybe. It was yeah. five years ago or something. And then I said, this is a cool studio. And he's like, well, you could use it if you wanted to. They designed me like a logo, and I did a, a podcast called What's the Deal? Yeah. Because I get pitched on so many deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so every time someone would pitch me on a deal, I would have them on the podcast, and I would talk about their deal. Brilliant. It, it was cool, but it, but it was too much like work. Um, and I like I had to do it, and it just right. I didn't I just um, I just did about ten or fifteen episodes, and then I just sacked it, and I just really it, yeah, it was just too much effort. I should I mean it was my timing was probably pretty good if I had kept it up. Yeah, but um I don't like anything that feels like work. 
So Got like, it. So like this this gambling thing happens naturally because my son does all the work. Yeah. All I have to do is get up and decide where I'm going to go gamble today. And, and then just do what I would normally do. For the podcast, was the problem like you would do it and then they'd give you the file and then you had to go post it and all that stuff? No, because I didn't. No. I didn't do any of that. It's just I had to. I had to find. Just, I had just to find showing guests. up and getting the guests. <laughs> I had to and all show that. up and I had to coordinate. And it's like, I oh man, I got to do my podcast on Tuesday. And then someone invites me to go to like Miami got for something it. fun. You're like, and, fuck this and podcast. I'm like, I got to do this podcast. It just it just felt like work. And got I don't. I, and work to me is a four letter word. I'm not in. <laughs> I don't like. I got it. Yeah, it's interesting, man. This was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it was like the best one ever. I really enjoyed uh, meeting you. Thank and, you. And I look forward to getting to know you. Yeah, better. we need we need to have you on. We're gonna have to have you on the regular though. Let's that, go. Not in a work way though. Yeah. You know, Could just I be fun. a co-host maybe. Fuck yeah, yeah, for sure. I like it. Yeah. I did a little stand up. I got a personality. Yeah. Like, I did stand up for ten years. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't do anything. Like I did it on a cruise ship a couple times and a okay. couple open mics, but I, but I I love humor. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite comedian? Right now, whoo, it's tough. Uh, I love Nate Bargatze. I love Sebastian. I love, uh, it's funny, I didn't like Kevin Hart years ago. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, even specials that I once shit on, I've watched again, and I love Kevin Hart. I don't know what was wrong with me back then. You, uh, you watched it wrong. Yeah, I watched it wrong or something. I was in, I don't know. Uh, Joe Coy. Uh, I, I love Rogan. Yeah. Um, uh, there's so many good guys. Yeah. yeah, there's so many. I think the favorite, weirdly, like the favorite stand-up I saw live here in Vegas was Howie Mandel. He's great. No one, no one does what they call like crowd work like him better than Howie. That's Mandel. what I did. Kind of, it's just like I yeah. could just pick, just wing it. Just wing just, it. Howie is the master at that. Yeah, turning awesome. nothing into something. Russell Peters is good at it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we have, we'll talk about all your because I did. I made horror movies. I forgot about that in the what? in the eighties. I mean, but we. I know we're, you were wrapping up, but I'm just saying. No, it's okay. You have a, you have a Holly. Like I heard your your um, my dad's, dad's Tony, Tony Orlando. Orlando. Yep. I didn't know. We we'll talk about it. That's super cool. And um, and so I know you have a lot of Hollywood stuff. Yeah. You know? But in the eighties, briefly, I made like a low when the VCR first came out. And there was yeah. a big increase in demand. We raised like ten million bucks. Me and my buddies from our parents and our friends, and we made four wait, low budget wait, horror, wait, horror on, movies. It was crazy. How are you just gonna throw away? We raised ten million bucks from friends, and family, like right? What? I mean, like that? Like that? Like so it, easy? No, harder than it sounds. Like okay, there was like ten of us. You made it sound. You just made made a couple calls and boom, ten million. No, like I was we, gonna say, you're in charge of raising money for me now. Then, yeah. well, I'm good at it. Yeah. Um, what what happened was, you know, we just we just we would buy Dun and Bradstreet leads and we would just call people up. And then, yeah, my parents put in 20 grand, you know, but big right. deal. Like my friend's parents put in a hundred grand and they had a little bit of that, but mostly it was like, hello, Mr. Orlando, this is Matt Morrow with Paragon Arts International. You know, I just want to get a minute of your time. Are you familiar with, the, do you have a VCR? Or like I would ask you, do you own a VCR? Get a yes, you know? And it's like, I'm sure you're aware of this, but the, everyone has a VCR now. So the demand for movies has increased. We make low budget horror movies, you know, blood and guts, tits and ass. And I'm going to send you some information about this because your, your name came across my desk as an investor. We're making a movie. It's not a lot of money, $5,000 units. You can get a piece of a movie, come to a premiere party in Hollywood, have a good time. Is you still let this address and send them a brochure, follow up and, you know, chase them down, close them for five, 10,000 at a time. And it took us a couple years, but we raised 10 million bucks. You're a savage. <laughs> <laughs> In my twenties, I guess I was. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's I forgot about that. But so the Hollywood stuff is always fascinating. Yeah, like I, I, I've always I got wanted stories to be a, for days, man. Yeah. Crazy stories. I've always wanted to be a star. So maybe I'm going to end up being a star in my 60s as a gambler. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, dude, this was a lot of fun. It was verbally binding. We're going to a UFC fight this summer. That's verbally binding. Okay. Shit. Done. Yeah, shake on We that. shake. Thank, thank you. All right, gang. Uh, I don't know if the new guy knows how to end the show, but if he does, he's going to press some button right now. Shout out to Nick. There we go. 